HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Many people in our food community have been seriously impacted by Superstorm Sandy, and our hearts go out to them. At HRN, we've been covering these stories since the storm hit. To learn more, visit our website at www.heritageradionetwork.org. My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are. America's last best hope to make the internet safe for absolutely no one. Two people who will do pretty much anything for a pizza. Your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. Well, chin chin. Chin chin. Bonjour, Judy. Bonjour, merci. <laughs> Croissant. This would be our Thanksgiving Day special, our pre Thanksgiving, our avant Thanksgiving special. What's that crazy jazz in the background? <laughs> That's our theme song, I oh, think. Okay. <laughs> um, you, Judy, a woman who loves Thanksgiving so much that you're fleeing the country. Yes. I mean, <laughs> for a long time, I just had Thanksgiving at my house with friends. And then my friends started inviting their crappy ass families <laughs> with them. I had a baby changed on my bed. Uh, my friend's creepy brother came. So I just, I- I'm-, I'm going to Paris now. I'm going to go see Michael Clark. Dance on Thursday night. Oh, Michael Clark, your former uh, collaborator. <laughs> well, I gave him some tips. <laughs> All right, but we are today is going to be a great show. Um, I'm feeling it today. We've got our friend Jean Luc Ledoux, 
our favorite wine expert. We're going to do Yay. some uh, wine tasting here. And Bonjour. The, and the Bonjour. funniest <laughs> woman I know, Jen Tollick, is going to join us. And we're going to talk about Howdy doody. Hi, Jen. And uh, have, we seen, have I seen you since, the, since election night? I haven't seen you since the election night. And how'd, the, uh, how'd that work out? Well, you know, I've been holed up in the fetal position drinking Pinot Grigio because <laughs> my candidate didn't win. Jokes. Jokes. No, I've been having a big liberal gay party with myself. It's been <laughs> fabulous. Um, well, awesome. So um, what are you doing for Thanksgiving this year, Jen? I am going to Kentucky from where I come. And how, how does it go with your family? You bringing your fiance? I am bringing my fiance. This is how it goes in my family. I'm... I'm slowly becoming an adult much to my chagrin so i'm having to do all of this like scheduling bullshit around the holidays where i now have in-laws who i love dearly and then i have my family i also have a sort of adopted mother figure slash sort of godmother former teacher of mine who is very close so i do thanksgiving in kentucky with her her name is virginia she's awesome hey jen jen and uh and then i do christmas eve with my fiance's family and then I do a belated Christmas in January in Hilton Head with my family. Man, how's everybody God. in Kentucky? Everybody it's get- pretty much just so I can stretch out <laughs> the drinking. Is everybody as in long uh, as possible. your family in Kentucky? They uh, welcome your fiance. Oh yeah, they're fabulous. For, for I'm the very people lucky. in Radio Land who aren't following the story, they should know that your fiance isn't a boy. It, she is not a boy. <laughs> She's not a boy. She has a lovely head of blonde hair. <laughs> it's only going to get worse when you guys start popping out kids. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, we're already getting the heat. I mean, we oh, told my parents course. we were engaged via Skype because they're in, in Nashville where they live. And um, the first thing my mother did was make the cradling a baby sign language motion. <laughs> and she was like, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. And we were like, then don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd love you more if you gave me some grandbabies. Yep, she's ready. Do you have any potential um, uh, sperm donors? <laughs> I, I mean, are you available, Mike? Mike, Mike is obviously You have the bone theory. structure of a prince. <laughs> Blue eyes. Uh huh. So do I. Marginally above average IQ. Yep. We would have uh, an incredibly uh, acerbic and angry, sapphire-eyed, <laughs> but funny little child. But a funny, funny child. But funny. All right. Let's get to the wine drinking. Sean Luke, what is this delicious ambrosia we're sipping on right now? <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, we've already got well, the wine yeah, drinking. that we drank. Uh, <clears throat> but it's know, just breakfast wine. You know, so it, it's, it's, okay. it's great because you know I came with three wines, and now we've you know, and then there were two. <laughs> and uh, How but long we have you guys had, been in here like ten uh, minutes, five minutes. <laughs> but you know, uh, today you know, like I, and and thank you for having me uh, every year for the Thanksgiving. Uh, a Lola Palooza, Wine Palooza that we have here, and you know I love uh, doing every uh, Thanksgiving. I also do um, play my guitar at John Luke's shop. We'll do his wines over in Washington Street. And yesterday, and man, I was fucked up when I got home last night. But that wasn't the wine; that was the bourbon. That was the bourbon. <laughs> you know, thanks God for Kentucky. We got bourbon. Thank God. For <laughs> was that what you were drinking out of the bottle in that Facebook? Yeah, that, that bottle looks like like somewhere between I Dream of Jeannie. Yeah, or that a was crazy. Bottle. <laughs> what bourbon? It was some Willet. Nice. Really Very cool nice stuff. Nice. Really cool stuff. Yeah. So, so where the hell is your Kentucky accent? You know what? I, I beat it. I beat myself into submission when I was a young girl and attended theater school. Oh, okay. I learned to speak like the queen. Um, no, but it comes out when my mom calls or right. if I get a little drunk. So give me 20 minutes. All right. If my mother calls my, and anyone Let's get I her on the, the phone. Room, I would, we can totally get okay, her on the okay, phone. Okay, we'll get your mom on the phone at the break. But Jean-Luc, yeah. tell us what we're drinking. Tell us what uh, Jen's getting drunk on. Well, you know, like the, the wine that I brought this year is, is a simple Gamay. Uh, Gamay is a grape that's, that's grown in the Beaujolais region of France. And, uh, you know, it's, I love Beaujolais around, around Thanksgiving. It's an easy wine to drink, obviously. 
<laughs> nobody's uh, having a problem here. No, no, no nobody's having all. a problem so far. It it don't confront me, yo. <laughs> no, it's it, you know what? It's fruity. It's uncomplicated. It's friendly, just like Thanksgiving should be. Right on. But you don't you don't do the nouveau Beaujolais. I don't do the nouveau Beaujolais. What, what's up with that? I don't like the hangover. No, oh, uh, yeah. I, I just think I, I I just have a problem with Beaujolais nouveau, and it's nothing new. I just. I, and there's some good versions of it that come out, but I've just been so burned on it through the decades that I just refuse to go near it. It's so easy to drink. You end up drinking it like Coke or something. Exactly. And then you wake up the following morning, you don't know who you are, in what bed you are, in actually what town you are. You know, so it's... You no. have more exciting than That's how I me. became pregnant with Mike's baby. <laughs> <laughs> that goddamn Beaujolais Nouveau. I'm just picturing his face on a baby, like a screaming baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Give Jen some more wine Jen Luke. Please <laughs> um, So you, do you even carry The Nouveau in your store? We don't We don't uh, That's as close you know, I mean I love this wine This this tastes almost like a Nouveau It's called Les Raisins It, it, it uh, you is know. So to me it's very friendly It's, it's breakfast wine I, I say lovingly It's breakfast wine It's called Les Raisins You know that's the kind of wine You could drink under the shower Instead of your daily beer <laughs> Um, oh no he doesn't even know what to say <laughs> you'd have to get a sippy cup though Jesus Christ after the wine test I was drinking bourbon in the shower last night just, just, to, try, just, just, to, try, just to try to come down just to try to sober up yeah. so, the, uh, so this Beaujolais that we're having right now is called Les Raisins Gaulois which means the, the Gallic Grapes uh, and it's made by one of the top top estates in Beaujolais which is called Domaine Lapierre it's a non-vintage wine it's not one of their most famous wines but I I, I just love it. And I just love the label. It's actually the, the picture on the, on the label looks almost like you. <laughs> well, we're gonna, I think we're going to put all these wines up on our Facebook page. Absolutely. The Mike absolutely, and Judy absolutely. I do like this, though. Just, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. A, dr- a drunk guy. Squeezing the grapes right into his mouth. But, you know, this, this wine just makes you want to like, have a picnic. Exactly. This, this wine, like it's a, a simple wine. You know, and, and what I love about it, it's a... It works at every, at every level. You can start uh, you can start the celebration of Thanksgiving with it, and then move on to like maybe some bigger wines, or you can just go with it through the whole way. Yeah, this is good. This is nice and easy. So, what's what's next on the agenda here, Jean Luc, on these wines? I think we have a, is the Zinfandel next. Well, uh, you need to finish your glass first. Okay, yeah, no. we need to finish. We don't you have know, a lot of glasses here at Roberta's. We've got to like reuse. Oh <laughs> Jesus, guys. <laughs> I sort of done my stretches. <laughs> yeah. What do you got, What are you gonna drink in Kentucky? All right, so. Ne- Bourbon, baby. Yeah. Yeah. All the way through. Four rows of single barrel. Nice. Ooh. That's my jam right there. <laughs> That's my party. Well, Jean-Luc's been getting me into trouble lately with these uh, very boutique um, you know, small batch bourbons. That Breckenridge, that was what we were drinking. Oh, the I Breckenridge is great. It's one of crazy. the highest elevation. I think it's the highest elevation distillery in the world. Now, I'm, I'm a purist, like I'm guessing you are, Jim, because it's not from Kentucky, so it shouldn't be called bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh-oh. Oh, is it a Tennessee whiskey? Yeah, no, it's because Colorado. Colorado. Oh, Colorado. Colorado. I'll tell you what, though. It's, it tastes like Kentucky. I'm, and shit is I'm good, sorry. Any state that has more yoga mats per capita is not <laughs> able to say they make bourbon. <laughs> I well, they're soon going to have more than yoga mats per capita in Colorado. Well, no, no argument. That's why I'm throwing it. I thought it was actually illegal to call anything bourbon that wasn't made in Kentucky. Like they, they, cha- they changed it, though. I don't know who they are. But I, I was, weren't nobody I, in I was Kentucky, working, that's for I, sure. No, nobody in Kentucky. I guarantee you that. If you tell that to my papa, let me tell you, you would get a whipping. <laughs> He'd put a hitch in your giddy up for eight days. <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of speed rock bourbon, you know. I mean, I would never drink vodka from the well. 
I mean, I mean, like no fucking you know, way, right? The, bourbon is do, this one category of alcohol in America that it doesn't have to be expensive to be great, to be fantastic. That's what I'm saying. There's I mean, there are so bourbon. many great bourbons that you can find in a liquor store for like 15, 16, 17 dollars. Well, at least they are just like great, just great stuff. There's a minimum, you know, requirement for it to be bourbon. I think it's going to be at least two years old age, mm-hmm. right? So obviously, it's straight whiskey. It's not like vodka. You can just throw anything and everything in there and call it vodka. Oh, vodka is such, such BS. It's, it's, it's I mean, it's all, it's all vodka. Is all all of the money that you you know ninety five percent of what you pay for a bottle of vodka is promotion. Yeah, the rest you know is nothing. It's potato. It's made from potatoes for God's sake. Yeah, and like <laughs> old sweaters, and I mean, there's no rules. Just put anything in vodka, right? It's like neutral grain. You can throw. Actually, old sweaters could taste better <laughs> than some of the vodka. <laughs> you know, I will tell you what. No, it's, seriously. If I'm on a date and um, the woman I'm with says I'll have a vodka tonic and she doesn't call what vodka she wants, okay, that's strike one. Oh, my. Strike two is, do you have Stoli Marshmallow? <laughs> <laughs> no, if she orders a Cosmopolitan. Oh, uh, that's yeah. like, no, seriously, Judy, because if you're going to order some vodka from the well, it's obvious that the fabulous dinner I'm about to, to invite you to is going to be lost on you. But, but maybe she's not a drinker. How right? do you get to be 30 years old and not know that not to drink well vodka? I'm not <laughs> sick. I... I don't really drink vodka, so I have nothing, no stake in this game. But I think you're being a little harsh on these ladies. And I happen to bet if she was hot enough, you wouldn't care if she sipped, like, what is the crappy Polish vodka? Sobieski? <laughs> yeah, right out of the bottle with a straw. You'd be fine with well, that. Oh, you know, you'd, that would be kind of sexy, seconds, though. Assume, you know? That's attitude. Yeah, okay. <laughs> At least that's some attitude. Look, I said strike one, you know? You know, you can come back from that. You know, lots, lots of people hit home runs with two strikes on them. You're a very forgiving date, Mike. <laughs> so I've been told. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, what's up, John Luke? What is this? Oh wait, are we- oh, is this the ridge, Zen? Not yet. <laughs> we'll keep that for the end. If you guys, oh. if, if you guys are nice, huh? it smells delicious. It, right. This is teach us how to taste. <laughs> so you, okay, swirling. So you, you can't swirl the wine this. in the glass. You can't okay. see this, but we're gonna try to have like a play-by-play mm-hmm. action mm-hmm. going on on the radio. Mm-hmm. Nice you swirl mm-hmm. the, the, the wine in the glass, and what it does, you know, it aerates it, and it li- you know it liberates and frees the aromas that are in the wine. Then mm-hmm. you smell it. Don't make that face. <laughs> and then you taste it and then you swirl it in your mouth you bring more air because it really opens up the wine w- while you're tasting it this is a Gigondas uh, wow. it's a Gigondas wow. it's That's a 2010 sexy. it's from the Southern Rhone and if I just can give you like a little wine tip today mm-hmm. uh, if you like to, if you like wine anything from the Southern Rhone and that means Côte du Rhone Chateau Neuf du Pape Gigondas Vaqueras etc this is the vintage of a generation for these wines. This is a sing- 2010 is the single greatest vintage for the Southern Rhone of my lifetime. Wow. And I'm a big fan of the Cotteron. That's especially. a big superlative. That's a, yeah, you know, it's a, I, 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 shit, I, I truly believe in, in, in this vintage. And we, I, we've been telling, uh, uh, I've been telling people that I talk to about wine since, since January of this year, like how great this vintage is. And now, now like, you know, wine critics are starting to come around to the idea that, this is, that, that they do believe also that this is the greatest vintage. Now, we're swirl- we swirled it around, which nobody could see, but what about this decanting stuff? Is that necessary? Does it make it... Decanting is for wine is very thing? good. No, I mean, there are two, di- two reasons why you should decant a wine, or why you could decant a wine. You can decant an old wine, you know, and you use like a, a light source, like a candle that, that you put under the bottle. And that, that process is to separate the lees from the clean wine. Oh. Now, uh, one thing that may be less known, like for both white 
and red wines, you can decant very young wines, and that's to aerate them. You know, like mm-hmm. when, you, when you age wine in a cellar over a period of 5, 10, 20, 50 years, um, you know, there is a very little bit of oxygen that comes into the wine over time, and it's this red really soften up the tannins and, and, and makes the wine change from a, what is primary, that, what, from a product that has primary, like fruit aromas, to, to uh, a wine that has like much more uh, complex aromas after a few years. So what you do with young wines when you pour it into a decanter is like you try to speed up that process. Okay. So any wine, and from like the simplest wine, and I'm not talking, I'm not talking about Boone's Farm here, but like, you know, wine that's made from grapes. Uh, <laughs> is, I'm not even sure what Boone's Farm is. <laughs> I think it's like rubbing out yeah, the you didn't, grew, wait, wait, you didn't grow up here, did you, Jean-Luc? No, I did not. Oh well, well, you know, all Boone's Farm, farm was Beaujolais. Well, well, I find that Boone's Farm pairs particularly well with Frisbees and Led Zeppelin. <laughs> okay, and, and ladies with uh, Looney Tunes tattoos, yeah. <laughs> or it leads to Looney Tunes and the, and the Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Uh, you know, on that note, maybe we should take a break and um, pour Joe the engineer some more wine. Oh, yeah. Joe, why twirl some music? It's Mike and Judy here on our Thanksgiving special with John Luke and Gentalik. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Alcohol Hollywood by the Ron Shans on the Heritage Radio Network.org.
<coughs> All right, we're back. At Roberta's in front of the awkward date table for show two that has not been an awkward date. It's really annoying me. I love the awkward dates here. It's sort of like, it's, you know, this is sort of like a, um, Foucault, right? It's like, who are the watchers and who is being watched here behind our window in the studio behind Roberta's? But um, I think this could be an awkward date over here. These four guys seem to be dating each other. <laughs> All right, we're back with our we're back with our wine tasting and our Thanksgiving Day special. Um, you're fleeing the country. You're gonna have uh, Thanksgiving with friends, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going. To, I'm off to Chicago. My plan was to have a quiet Thanksgiving with my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, right with my um, brother and and his uh, lovely wife and my niece, whom I adore and um, want to spend more time with. And and what's was, happening instead, Mike? Well, my mom got wind that I was going to be there and called me up and said, "I can't wait to see you on Thanksgiving." Like, uh, I didn't know you were going to be in Chicago for Thanksgiving. Well, when I heard that you were coming, of course I'm coming. So that's kind of sweet. It is sweet, but the dynamic has shifted a little bit because the plans to get drunk and talk about her kind of went south. (laughs) I find that announcing one's holiday plans, which I foolishly did today via Facebook, I was like, oh, T minus 18 hours, I'll be in KY. And then, you know, it's like all of the friends I love dearly who were like, great, got to get a drink. Let's have coffee. Want you to meet my new baby. Hey, come over and touch my new baby. Let's have pictures of my new baby. Oh, and it's like, I love all of these stuff. babies. I love the babies. They're all great. But I was just like, shit, I'm there for like three <laughs> days. And my main my main objective, to be frank with you, is, is to drink my weight and, and white wine. So I, uh, I'm i just going to have to drunkenly handle the babies, which is nothing new for me. Well, and then Probably the, nothing uh, new for your friends. And the bourbon kills the germs. You're Just right. put pillows around. <laughs> Disinfectant. Swath them in bourbon. Uh, speaking speaking of disinfectant, may, may I uh, tell a good five second story? <laughs> so yes, with that Lindsay, lead in. Lindsay and I have been uh, renting our spare room via Airbnb, which is a cool thing, right? You, it's sort of like temporary subletting. Um, We've been saving up for the wedding, so it's been great. And we've met a lot of cool people. We've got people from France that just left, people from Montreal, people from Spain, yada, yada, yada. Um, we uh, have had this young couple from Montreal staying with us, and we hadn't really had much of an exchange. They sort of kept to themselves. And we came home the other night, and Lindsay looked at me, and she said, Jen, do you smell vomit? And I oh. said, yes, I do. And, um, they and had, neither of you had thrown up. Neither of us had thrown up, and they Recently. had apparently done a bit of drinking. So that, I believe, is the end of our Airbnb uh, experience. I'm surprised it lasted that long. I was like, I'm done. Nope, no more. That's it. My, my next door neighbors were renting out their apartment through Airbnb, and twice at two in the morning, I had people trying to get into my build into my apartment. I'm laying in bed asleep, which is kind of close to the door, and the door starts shaking. And there's a, you know, it's, I flipped out. I thought, you know, I almost called the cops, but it was, you know, drunk Airbnbers. I, I, I think it's great in theory. But I don't think it's so great in practice. I think it's great for young people who are still in that the communal living mindset. And who live don't, in buildings you know? filled with other young people. Yes, in exactly. Mindset. If like you're McKibben living in the McKibben Lofts. Lofts, exactly. But So let's just go ahead and yeah, put and a kibosh on any And who don't Airbnb. fear death. Like, and, uh, <laughs> or vomit. Or, or strangers vomit all over your beautifully cleaned bathroom. Well, it wouldn't be the first time. What are we drinking now? Uh, Jean-Luc, we're up to round three. We're up to round three. I mean, those yeah. bottles are flying. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been crazy around here. I, I just want to mention the name. Uh, <laughs> I just want to mention the name of the wine that we had, uh, the preceding wine, uh, which was uh, Gigondas, mm-hmm. so which is a, a village right next to Chateauneuf-du-Pape. It's made from a grape called Grenache. Mm-hmm. And the name of the wine is Domaine du Grappillon d'Or. And it's a cuvée 1806, which is the year that they bought the estate. 
our next wine is one of the great American estate of all time. It's a winery called Ridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're based in the Santa Cruz Mountains of California. So, uh, uh, but this is a Zinfandel. Uh, it's from a vineyard called the Buccignani Vineyard, and it's from Sonoma County. Now, I know, I know you love the Zinfandel, and you love uh, this winery and, and the uh, provenance of this uh, New World wine. In California, so you know, I was saying, explaining yesterday when you were doing the wine tasting, and um, you're always you, you love Zinfandel at Thanksgiving. I know you do. It's big, it's crowd pleasing, it's not terribly expensive, it's perfect for having a lot of people over. Um, I love Zinfandel, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, maybe you should tell me tell me why. Zinfandel is the great American grape. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, even though it does not come from from uh, from the United States originally, but it's been planted in America since the 19th century. I mean, uh, uh, a lot of immigrants from Italy planted that grape. There's a lot of very old vines vineyard mm-hmm. in this country, and, and it really produce wine that I think are fantastic and age beautifully. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And of course, I think Zinfandel is kind of a bad reputation because people know of white Zinfandel, which is like blush, and Americans who don't understand. And in a box. And don't well, America don't understand pink wine. Uh, I think. I think. Personally, you know, I I'd think like to take credit for making pink wine popular in America. Rosé and you. Rosado. That that was me. Over the last few, you notice how popular rosé has become in the last five years. Sparkling oh, yeah. rosé. Although I think. Although I think the arc is starting to to go down on rosé. I think the the rosé fever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it. The pink fever? The pink fever is over. The pink, the pink fever is over. When I was living in Spain, it's all we drank during the summer was uh, Rosado, you know, yeah. the pink wine all summer long, and uh, the Rosato, the Italian version, and Rosé from Provence especially. I, I love nice dry pink wine. And I, you know, sort of, I mean, it's a trick that I learned, you know, living in Europe to sound perfectly pretentious but to come back it just wasn't popular and people would look at me like I was crazy buying cold pink wine all summer long between June and September that's all I want to drink for some reason like I think Rosie has peaked and, and I think Zinfandel today is considered a very serious grape by a lot of people mm-hmm. well this stuff is, is terrific this is great stuff and I mean this is from the 2007 vintage mm-hmm. which is one of the great vintage of all time in California uh 40, 50-year-old vines in, in uh, go, you know, grapes go into, in, into this wine. And, and Ridge really, you know, is, is a true American wine. You know, the winery was founded by four uh, engineers uh, from Stanford University in 1962. Uh, it's been made by a gentleman called Paul Draper in 69. Uh, actually, for the little story, you know, there was a very famous tasting in Paris in 1976 where American wines beat the French wines, and Ridge was one of those wines. There was, a, there was a film made about that, a terrible film called I know. I know. And I saw well, it in the theater. Oh, my God. You spent $7.50 for this? I, oh, more than that, baby. You I should have bought a bottle York. of cheap wine. I know, I know. You're right. I should have bought some. Or you know, three bad. bottles of Boone's Farm. Three bottles. I, the first time I ever got drunk was on a combination. Are you ready for this? I'd like a drum roll, please. A combination of Kahlua and Boone's Farm oh. mini bottles in a six-pack because they make such a thing. Wow. I have a friend who's, who's close to my age. Who's still her drink? She's Asian, so she's got the Asian thing where she can't drink. But her drink of choice when she does choose to drink is pineapple and Kahlua. No, which is no, just like, no. I mean, like, no. She can only drink half of one, so there's no vomiting. But it's just the most repulsive. What did, What did you grow up on drinking in New Jersey? I'm Irish. B- B- everything. everything. <laughs> We used to drink uh, Tango sometimes. Whatever we can get someone to buy us. Or, you know, tango oh, yeah. is like pre-mixed screwdrivers. Oh. In, 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 like a pint flask. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure I've shotgunned one of those at some point. What, oh, when, I, when I was in high school, um, I had this really bad fake ID, which was my, my friend's mom's driver's license because they didn't have pictures then. So I was Susan Goldberg 
40. <laughs> and I had just seen Rude Boy. So I went into the liquor store and I started saying, I decided a British accent would make them serve me. Uh-huh, so I was yeah. like, Susan Goldberg, 40, was like, I want a fucking pint of vodka, mate. <laughs> I was just like, what? And I just kept going like, a fucking cunt, I need my fucking vodka. <laughs> and he finally gave it to me just so I would go away. I moved to London right as I turned 21, which I thought was such a sham because it didn't matter. I was like, I can drink here anyway. This is bullshit. But I did, uh, on my 21st birthday, I was still in Kentucky before I went to London. And I, uh, I worked at this shitty kentucky irish there's a very popular thing in kentucky which people don't know about which is irish pubs they're all <laughs> they're over. everywhere they're, they're everywhere an irish pub you say an irish pub called <laughs> shenanigans i worked there you could smoke on the floor i'm sorry mom you don't want to hear this but i would smoke marlboro lights while serving people their beer and it was southern irish rednecks mm. so it was like patty moynihan who was from like you know uh, fucking bullet county kentucky and he'd be like, hey, baby, let me get one of them Gannons and just a shot of JMO for me and Becky. <laughs> and you could, I would go, like, wear what I wanted, and I would come over and smoke Marlboro Lights. And that's where I had my 21st birthday. And we drank oatmeal cookies, speaking of uh, Kahlua, which is Bailey's Kahlua, and I think, uh, what's it called? Goldschlager. <laughs> for, the, for a touch of class. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you are the Southern Belle. You're welcome. <laughs> I love the Shenanigan family. I think they're from County Cork. I'm sure they are. They're from Dingle, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Susan Goldberg. Yes, Susan Goldberg <laughs> <laughs> from County Cork. <laughs> cunt, <laughs> cunt, Susan cunt. Goldberg with a Cockney accent. <laughs> Susan Goldberg doesn't Hello, say cunt. Hello, I'm Susan. Have come for me drink. <laughs> Susan Goldberg doesn't say cunt. <laughs> she does. Which is the name life. of which so is you, the name of Judy's memoir? Do they serve you? <laughs> Yeah, he wanted me to go. He was just like, come here, and don't ever come back here again. <laughs> I love it. It used to be so easy. It used to be so easy. I mean, <laughs> that liquor, wasn't easy. The liquor, liquor store like, like, like Perth Amboy or something where I'd get liquor, they would have served a 12-year-old. Yeah, this guy wouldn't, except for I was so... Hot Jewish babe. <laughs> yeah, 16, but 40. Hi, I'm Susan Goldberg, and I'm from England. How old are you? 40. A little lower, I think. 40. 40. <laughs> Uh, geez, this half hour flew by. Go figure. Three bottles of wine and um, we're too close to the sun. I hope all of our listeners have a really beautiful Thanksgiving. Yeah. I, you know, that holiday time is a strenuous time. And that, my friends, is why we drink. All right. For Jean- Jean-Luc, tell everybody too where nice. we can find you and where your store is. Um, everybody should come by Jean-Luc's wine well, shop. First, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Well, thank you, French. Drink dude. a lot of wine. <laughs> um, we're thankful to have such great guests. And uh, yeah, my wine shop is called Lodus Wines, and it's located at 600 Washington Street in the West Village of New York City. Look for the giant picture of Bob Dylan swigging uh, the, the Chianti on the wall. Ooh. And, and make sure you come when Mike Edison come and plays his dirty, dirty blues at the <laughs> shop. It's my favorite gig of the year. I love it. You know, I say, and it's my favorite tasting of the year when you how come. How the fuck did I, I mean, who gives me a gig at a liquor shop? Okay, that's fucked up. A crazy right? man. <laughs> <laughs> so Jen, what are you thankful for this year? I am thankful for uh, Ridge Zinfandel. <laughs> I am thankful for uh, a 1950s blues music, and I am thankful for Loose Women. All right. I'm with that. I like the Loose Women part. 1950s <laughs> blues music, Loose Women, and I'm thankful for having the co-hostess with the most of Judy McGuire. Oh, back oh. at you. Yeah. Susan Goldberg. Susan Goldberg. Right, well, well, 40. Well, Judy, bon voyage. You're off to Paris for Thanksgiving. Merci. Okay, it's your, bon way of, bon it's your way of saying, fuck you, Mitt Romney. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm going to Paris where the Republicans all love their favorite place in the world, France. 
For Mike and Judy. Gonna have some freedom fries. For Jen and John Luke and Joe the Engineer. We'll see you guys next week. Everybody have a happy day. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.